0: I I appreciate, how many thanks God for the liberty to testify, the liberty to share what God has placed on your heart, amen, thankful for that tonight, but I'm going to ask Brother Austin new to come, um, a dear friend, I love him and I tell you what, that I believe God wants to use him in a way tonight that he's never used him before and I want you as he comes to stretch your hands this way, and begin to pray for him. Begin to pray for him, that God would use him, anoint him, speak to and through him tonight. I mean, pray, intercede for him. I believe God wants to do and and to release something in this house tonight. I believe he wants to bring victory, and it's through the Word. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. And we thank you. Hallelujah. Let's give Jesus a hand one more time. Hallelujah. I am so thankful to be in the house of the Lord tonight. And just like Brother Jade was saying, I'm just anticipating God to just do something incredible tonight. Not because it's me and not because, you know, of where I am, but just because he's God. God. Just because he's God and he can do whatever he wants to do, however he wants to do it, as long as we're obedient to him. Amen. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you my scripture tonight, and I'm going to give you my title. But there's a story behind this message that I feel like you would like to hear. To, I feel like that you would want to hear with it tonight. So if you would, turn with me to First Peter chapter 2, verse number 9. Very familiar scripture. And when you have it, if you wouldn't mind, please stand for the reading of the word. I'm so thankful to be here tonight, so thankful and honored to be asked to stand behind someone's pulpit. I'm so thankful for all of my family. You're all my family here tonight. You're you're stuck with me, whether you like it or not. So, I mean, you may as well just get used to it. (laughs) So thankful for Pastor Ron and Pastor Jade for having me out to speak to you all tonight. When you have it, say amen. Oh, everybody's standing, so everybody's got it. Praise God. Verse number nine, just one verse of scripture says, But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. My my title tonight is Breaking Normal. Pray with me one more time, if you would. Father, I thank you, Lord, for your wonderful, for your wonderful presence that is here tonight. I thank you for the honor and the privilege it is to be here, Father. I thank you that I can sense your spirit that I have sensed and felt all day long today, God. All through the worship, all through the exhortations tonight, and all through every bit of it, Father. I thank you that you are in this house, God, and that you're going to do something great tonight, Father. Break us tonight, Lord God. Move on us in a special way, in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. The, the, you may be seated tonight. Thank you. The story behind this message is I had a complete and total opposite direction, all completely ready to go. I was, I was, I was ready. I'm like, this is the word that God has that He wants me to preach tomorrow night. And then last night I said, I'm going to go and spend just a couple more hours in in prayer in our spare bedroom. And I'm going to go over and make sure I have everything that God wants to say tomorrow night. I want to make sure that I have it all down. I sat down in my chair and everything changed. I sat down in my chair and God said, we're going to shift and we're going a completely different direction. And just like Sister Gloria said, I was thinking that is just me thinking that. That that's just that's just the thought in my head. I, I was like, "There's no way, there is no way." I was I was sure that the other way is with the way God was taking this service. But as I began, I just said, "Okay, God, I'll just I'll just begin to study. I'll begin to write it." I told Kyla, I said, "I'm going to be way longer than I thought tonight." I said, "I'm I, I said everything is switched up. I'm going to be way longer than I thought." But as I began to just put the notes down, that's all I knew what to do. I just began to read, and, and I, I would read, and I would jot a few things down, and, and then I would pray some more saying, God, are you sure? God, are you sure? How many knows that when God speaks, he is always sure? He always knows what he's doing. Even when we don't know what in the world is going on, when we don't know why everything is changing or why he's saying do this, do that, we need you to go here, he always knows. Amen. Hallelujah. But I started to, I just sat there and I texted Jade and I said, man, you really need to pray for me. I'm, I'm struggling. I'm, I'm wrestling. Because I was, I was sure. And he texted me and he said, man, I know how you feel. You just got to flow with it because in these days, God is doing something that is not always normal. Hallelujah. And I said, I didn't tell him until today. And I told him, I said, man, I got to tell you. I said, you texted me and said that God is just doing things that are not normal. I said, the whole time I was preparing a message saying the breaking of normalcy in our life. Hallelujah. And then, and then so I just, I went to bed. I went to bed late, and I said, "God, I'm just going to go to sleep, and then I'm going to wake up in the morning, and I'm just going to I'm just going to keep praying." About quarter till four this morning, I woke up. I took the I I, I took I took Boone outside. I made a pot of coffee, and I said, "God, it, we're just going to spend a little while together before I got to go to work." But as I started to pray, I was not five minutes into my prayer before God began to speak to me and bring understanding and clarity of what he's going to do in this house tonight before we walk out of those doors. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But if we read in our scripture tonight, what we read is something that is not normal for today. Now, that is not the normal description that we read of of our world today. But when you do look at the world, you see an obsession and, and, and a fascination with normalcy. You look at it and they just want to be normal. I just want to be a normal, average, everyday human being. I just want to wake up, I want to get ready, I want to go to work, I want to work, I want to go through the work day and get home and just make dinner and then just finish out the day, go to bed, wake up, do it all over again. And for the Christians, the only change is on a Sunday when they come in on Sunday morning, but you better have them out by 12 or by 12:30 maybe at the latest so that they can get to their favorite restaurant and then and then and then maybe on a Wednesday night they may come, but I I feel like that God is about to do something that is going to shift, that is going to change and break normalcy in the lives of not just here, but in the entire body of Christ across the world and across this nation. Hallelujah. Normal would be me just bringing the message that I wanted to preach, the one I wanted to bring tonight. But when you break normalcy, you just flow with the Holy Spirit. You say, I'm just jumping in the river. I'm jumping on a moving train, and I'm going to go wherever you're taking me tonight, God. And I pray that you would do the same with me tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The definition of normal is usual, typical, where's the rest of it? I'm sorry. Usual, typical, or expected, or conforming to a standard. Let me tell you something tonight. None of those things describe the God that you serve. None of those things in any aspect of his character is normal. And I'm trying to get it to you tonight that we left normal a long time ago when we accepted Christ. Hallelujah. You left normal a long time ago, friend. That night that you knelt down at the altar, that's where you left normal. You left normal that night you started talking. In tongues and was baptized in the Holy Ghost. You left normal at the foot of Calvary when you gave your life to Christ. There is no such thing as a normal Christian. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I know that you all been having some amazing services lately. I know that. I, I, I've seen it. I've watched them. I've listened to them. And I've shouted right along with you while you guys were on Facebook and weren't even here in the building. And I was in a parking lot at my work. But what God is wanting to do and continue to do in this church is going to take us to break our normal routines and say, my routine, my normalcy is gone and out the window. But God, whatever you want to do is what I'll follow. Wherever you lead me, God, I will follow. Whatever you want me to do, God, I'll do it whatever you want me to say I say it whoever you want me to pray for I'll lay hands and pray for him and see him be healed Hallelujah. Hallelujah, I'm way far ahead in my notes, but like I said, I feel like I'm having to jump on a moving train and just jump in the river and let the river flow tonight. But what I'm telling you is in my prayer time in the last two days is God is about to pour out his spirit in a way that's not normal in this church. <laughs> Hallelujah. hallelujah you look around the world today and even even what we consider normal in the world is long gone long gone I, I've been hearing people say I just want it to get back to normal I just want to get, get get back to the way it was if it was normal right now this would be going on if it was normal right now we'd be here doing this here doing that here doing that whatever it may be but let me tell you God has shaken this entire world He has shaken it all down He took that tree and He shook it until every single dead leaf fell off and He said now I've got your attention everything else is gone normal is not even in your life right now and what I'm trying to do is get you to look to me to focus on me sister Sharon to focus and keep your eyes on me in the middle of the storm sister Gloria I'm shaking everything and I've knocked it all down to the ground to break you out of your normal routine to look to me hallelujah Hallelujah. Yes, hallelujah, Sister Ava. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Because we don't understand sometimes the danger of normal. Normal is very dangerous ground to be on, especially as a Christian. As I said in the beginnings of my message, of my message tonight, Normal is just an everyday routine that you do. Just something that you go about every single day. When you study in, in, in the building of routines in a human life, it can take anywhere from at, at, the, at the lowest 18 days for something to become normal. And then after that, 66 days before it's just automatic. You don't even think about it anymore. It's just like waking up in the morning and brushing your teeth. Some of you, I hope brushing your teeth is normal. Praise God. (laughs) But 66 days before it's, you don't even think. You don't even think about it. We've been in church a lot longer than 66 days Is church automatic to you? It should be. Getting here should be automatic to you. But getting into the river... Getting into the flow of the Holy Spirit, getting into what God is wanting to do. Let me tell you something. Those two young men of God, Elijah and Garrett, getting up here and walking the front of this building, worshiping God, that's not normal. That's not normal for young men their age. Usually young men their age right now, here tonight, are out doing whatever else. But they're here in the house of God, and they're worshiping because normal is it's not something that they want. They said normals in the world, normals at my school. Normal is in the club or at the bar, but I got to have something that's not normal and he's in a man named Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Sister Crystal coming up here and laying on her face before God is not normal, but it should be the normality in the body of Christ of saying, "I will not rest until I see His glory manifested and poured out and fill the building." Hallelujah. I just want to be a normal Christian. I have heard people say that. And if it wasn't for the Holy Spirit grabbing a hold of me, I'd grab them and just shake them until normal fell off or they fell down. Because I'm I'm like, do you not understand what God wants to do? and can do and is completely able and willing to do in your life if you would just shake normal out of your vocabulary? Do, 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 do you realize the God that we serve? Do you understand that, that, that the power that he contains and the Holy Spirit that he's poured out and placed in you? There's nothing normal about that. Hallelujah, we serve a God that is most high, that came down to the lowest form in a manger and bled and died on a cross and was put down even deeper, six feet underground, but then yet he rose on a third day and ascended back into heaven all so that we could be saved and impact this world for him. None of that is normal hallelujah i already said it friend we left normal a long time ago we left normal long a long time ago hallelujah because if we try if we try to normalize christianity it devalues what christ did for us on the cross Because the thing about normal is, is when you try and make something routine. Because you see, normal, normalcy looks really good. Because we don't have to exert much effort to get to it. We, 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 if something is average or normal, you think, "I, I can definitely obtain that. And I don't have to, I don't have to try very hard getting Sanchez on you tonight with my towel. You, he's not able to make it, so you got me. I got the towel. But you look at something that's normal, and you say, I can definitely get there without very much effort. I can, I can, I can get, I can achieve that goal very easily. But the potential in you will die along with it if you continue to just settle for normal, settle for average, settle for less than what God actually has for you. That potential will lay dormant and dormant. And then when you take your last breath, if all you've ever done is just shoot for average or shoot for normal, that potential dies along with you. I'm not here. I, I don't want to offend you tonight. I'm not here to browbeat you. I, I promise, I promise, because I like I said earlier, I know that you guys have having some have been having some services that have not been normal lately, that have not been your average everyday Sunday morning service or Wednesday night service. I understand that, but if all we ever do is shoot for a good service or a great service, we won't see the revival that God is wanting to do because all it is is in the building and it's not out there a good service will, is, it will encourage us for the week but it, what it's meant to do is equip us and build us back up after an entire week of being out there it encourages us by the word of God from the men of God and it equips us to take it out there and to win this lost world to a, our savior Jesus Christ Hallelujah. 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 Let's just lift our hands one more time and give him praise. Hallelujah. God, we won't ever settle for normal again. Normal will not be in our vocabulary. Normal and average will not be something that we strive for any longer. But we will not rest until we see your glory, God. We will not rest until we see your spirit poured out and manifested in our lives, in our families, and in our city, and in our region and state, all the way to this nation, God. hallelujah hallelujah you look at our, our matriarchs and our patriarchs of Pentecost none of them ever settled for normal none of them ever shot for normal they were abnormal the, they, were, they were looked at as abnormal when you read the history of Pentecost breaking out in the United States, the main one that most, the, the, one of the main ones everybody reads about is when it hit the Appalachian Mountains, all the, very close to all of us. When it hit the Appalachian Mountains, all of them were called Holy Rollers. I, I, have, a, I have a book. That Pastor Ronnie and Pastor Debbie bought me a book on the, it's the biography of Claude Ely. And there is one entire chapter in there uh, solely dedicated to the persecution that the Pentecostal churches went through when Pentecost swept through the Appalachian Mountains. Right here in North America, right here in the United States, persecution against the church. There's one story Pastor Tommy Bates tells. He said there was a woman in a woman in his church that her husband told her, he said, you better not ever go back to them holy rollers. You better not ever, if you ever go back, I will kill you. He was a very violent and very, uh, very, very hard man. He had been, He had murdered a couple people and they said she went back to the church and they all just uh, had a shout down service and she came home and the entire church followed her home. And they said there she sat kneeling down on the ground in front of her house in the front yard. And her husband walked out, found her speaking in tongues, and the church right behind her, and he said, I told you not to go back. He pulled out a pistol, and he pulled the trigger six times, but not, not not one of those six bullets hit her. They said she had the powder burns on her face, but that man fell down and got saved that night because he saw the power of God with somebody who said, I won't destroy from anything less than what God has shown me. Robert Martin was just at Haven last week. And Robert and I, we, 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 we can get along very well. Because he loves old time preachers, pastors, missionaries, evangelists, whatever. Me, I'm right there with him. I love hearing the stories of all these these men of God that have gone on to glory already and some of the ones that are still here with us hearing the stories they tell of revivals that they were in, healings that happened and, 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 and services where the Holy Spirit and the glory just fell and filled the entire house. I was talking just to show you how I am with preachers I was talking to a friend of mine, and he said, do you know what Jade originally had planned for your bachelor party? I said, uh, no, but what, what was it? I'm like, you already got me. Like, what, what is it? He said, he was going to take you down to Chattanooga, and he was going to try and get you a one-on-one meeting to sit down with Pastor Kevin Wallace. But the other guy said, well, let's take him fishing. I said, they're all fired. <laughs> I could have met Kevin Wallace, all of them except Jade and my dad are all fired. All of them. But, but Robert Martin came in and he said, he, he said that he was preaching in Canada. And the thing about Canada is when Pentecost swept through the country of Canada, it started with women. Excuse me. Anybody who wants to say anything about women preachers, study that. It started with women. Women in the church who got full of the Holy Ghost and said, I won't settle for normal. I won't settle for it anymore. But Brother Robert told a story. He was preaching a revival. And he said, I want to meet this woman. I want to talk with her. He said, I sat down and I talked with her. He said, I I was so excited to get to talk with her. She'd been saved for over 70 years. She was in her 90s, been in the ministry for over for for, for up, up close to 70 years as well. He said, I was so excited, I just took my iPad and I just pressed record and set it on her coffee table. Recorded our whole conversation. But he said, I began to talk with her. And he said, she looked at him and said, Brother Robert, when I got saved and when I got full of the Holy Ghost, said, I came home. Said, I came home and I went to my job the very next day. And, the, and my boss walked out at the, at, the, at the local grocery mart that I worked at, said she that boss walked outside, said if you're going to run with that Holy Roller crowd, you ain't working here no more. And she got fired. She went to her, she she went by her church and the Anglican, Anglican pastor came out, said if you're going to run with those Holy Roller uh, Pentecostal, whatever you want to call them people then you're not coming here. And he took her name right off the roll. Said she went back home to her apartment a little while later and her landlord came out and said if you're running with that holy roller crowd you ain't living here but she said she looked at brother Robert and said but he never turned his back on me and so I can't ever turn my back on him and she stood up and testified in that service Robert was at and said 72 years I've served him and he's never let me down because she got a hold of something that broke normal in her life and said if any Everything else is normal. I'll let it all go by the wayside. Just give me my Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Our opening text tonight, a royal priesthood, a chosen generation, and a peculiar people. We get a little peculiar sometimes, I know it. I've been getting peculiar all night up here. But if that is what it takes to see the glory of God. I'll lay on my face as long as I have to I'll jump, I'll shout I'll run, I'll speak in tongues I'll stand on a street corner And proclaim the name of Jesus All day long if I have to Because I am so sick and tired Of everyday normal routine And it's got to break Hallelujah Hallelujah. Do you want more proof that we're not supposed to be normal? Matthew chapter 10 and verse 8 says, That we are called to heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, and cast out demons. Luke chapter 10 and verse 19 says, We have been given power to tread upon serpents and over all the powers of the enemy. None of that screams normal to me. But it's got to be broken in our spiritual life. You say. It has to be it has to be broken. Why does it have to be broken? Why can't it just be set down? Because when something is broken, that means that it can't be put back together and taken back on. That's why that's why the scripture says that the anointing is what destroys the oak. It breaks the strongholds and the anointing and the spirit and the power and the glory of God that is in this building right here tonight is what's going to break and destroy that yoke of bondage called normal over your life and it's not going to be ever able to be put back on because let me tell you something I got saved when I was 14 years old going on 13 years ago now I got saved I, I, I was raised in church I I went to church every Sunday every Wednesday I was always there but I was not saved I was not living for God that's proof that you could be right in the house of God every single day every time the doors open but not be right with God and be totally fine with normal because I was but that night at full gospel tabernacle when I was 14 years old something broke in me that night I said, I'm tired of church as usual. I'm tired of the routine of just being there, going through the motions. i got to have something real in my life. And just like that, sister, it ain't been 72 years, but it's been 13. And he's never left me. He's never forsaken me, but he's always been right there. And how dare I settle for normal after all that he's done for me? How dare I settle for anything less than what he has commanded us to do? How dare we sit in the church and say, I want to be a normal Christian when he's never done anything normal for us? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But how? You say, Austin, I want to break normal... I do, I hear what you're saying God's dealing with me right now He's he's speaking to me personally How do I break normal? We read in the book of Luke we read about the story of Zacharias When you study it from Malachi to Matthew, it was 400 years, 400 years before they had a move of God, 400 years of just normal. That Zachariah, that the scripture says Zacharias went to the temple like he was supposed to and burned incense like he was supposed to the people stood outside and they prayed like they were supposed to just because it was the normal everyday routine but Zacharias said I'm tired of normal I gotta have something different and he was faithful he was tried and true and he did and he sought the face of God and then one day The angel of the Lord and the presence of God filled the temple while he was in there. And the Bible says that the people stood outside and they marveled that Zacharias was tarrying so long. And what had happened was Zacharias said, the presence of God is in here. I can't leave. I can't leave the presence of God. The glory's in here. I gotta stay here. Now granted he did question the Lord, but he still stayed when God showed up and started speaking through the angel he was experiencing something that he was not used to something that he was not accustomed to something that was not normal to him and then when you read an exodus excuse me when you read an exodus <clears throat> you read the story of moses He's done been run out of Egypt. Excuse me. He's done been run out of Egypt. He's gotten married. He's working for his father-in-law, herding sheep. Just like everyday normal routine, he's hurting the sheep. He's hurting the sheep. One goes astray. He goes and gets it. Another goes. He goes and gets it. Another goes. Whoa, what is that? He saw the burning bush. At any moment, he could have kept right on walking if he wanted to, he could have kept on walking. But he, he turned. The Bible says it, that he, he turned and said, I got to see what's going on over there. And normal was broken off of Moses' life. And it was broken off of Zacharias's life after one step. One step. It's not a three-step, ten-step, twelve-step plan on how to break normal. It's one step every. It's one. It may be every single day you take that one step when you say, "I could go about my normal routine, but I gotta, I gotta go over here and I gotta spend some time in my prayer closet." I, I, I know everybody's wanting to go out to eat after service, but God has just has just shaken me with the word that we were this morning, I got to spend some time in the Word and study. I got to spend some time with my Jesus while everybody else is out going on. I got to spend time with Him. (coughs) That is how you break normal. One step. Have you ever seen Oh God, don't do Have you ever seen the movie *Bugs Life*? Stick with me, I promise. Give me a second. Who's seen that movie? Who's seen *Bugs Life*? I forgot how funny that movie is. But just like in the beginning of the movie, every everyone is in line carrying all the food to the grasshoppers, and then all of a sudden, a leaf falls. Oh, everybody's panicked. Because what is their normal routine and their normal route has just been shut. Where's the line? Where's the line? Oh, hold on. Watch my eyes. Don't look away. We're going to go around the leaf. It's okay. That is what God is. Stop laughing, Chris. (laughs) That is what God is doing in our lives this very day. He has shut everything down. And stopped every bit of it to say, I will not settle. I will not allow you to settle for normal without doing everything in my power. And everything that I have to get you to look to me and say that I will not settle for normal. But I will will strive and I will run to everything that God has for me. Normal is not what we're called to do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, listen, listen to me tonight. What God is about to unleash, not unleash, release in this nation and in this world and, and in the body of Christ and in this church right here. Right here, I felt that all day in prayer today and all last night of what God is going to release right here to this body, to each and every single one of you. But if we only settle for normal, we will miss it. I know, I know I, I've said it time and time again, you've been having great services, and I know that it's not normal. And, 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 and normal may be broken off of every single one of your lives. It may be broken. It may be already broken off of your life, and you can, if, if, it is, if everybody in here is broken of normalcy, you can look at me and say, Austin, well, you missed God. You should have preached out of the message. But if nothing else... It should be a warning of not ever going back to normal. It should be a warning of, okay, normal is is off of me. I'm done with normal. My routine is out the window. But never going back to it either. Far too many times, you see, I mean, we see it at youth camp all the way. You see it in youth camps all over. I'm not not bad talking any of it. But youth camp hits, excuse me, youth camp hits. Everybody's, everybody's high strung, fired up, ready to go, ready to win the world month later, there's a few less A couple months later, there's a few more less And then before you know it, we're right back to the normal crowd But God is going to do something in this house tonight Where that doesn't happen Where normal is destroyed In your lives. And where God says. You won't settle for normal any longer. I won't allow it. But you got to turn to him. And get it in your mind. Normal. I will no longer settle for. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because. Because the thing about it is. Is what we're seeing right now. What we're seeing in our our services and in what God is doing in the lives of 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 our young people across the body of Christ. I mean, mean, Haven, I'm not not boasting about this is all glory glory to God of what is happening at Haven. The tremors of revival are shaking our young people at Haven on Thursday nights. That is all glory to God. Let me tell you, what we're experiencing now, it pales in comparison. Of what God is gonna release. In my, in my prayer time and in my studying, God has dealt with me and, and, and been speaking to me and showing me things of what is gonna happen. And my personal opinion, it is the beginning of the releasing of the third great awakening of the of the billion soul revival that, that Prophet Dutch Sheets says he's believing for. That is my personal opinion. I'm not saying that's the second the lord i'm very i'm very careful about that but that is my own personal opinion because when you get when you get a man named charlie kirk who is my age who is in politics he's involved in politics he's a believer he's a conservative I was listening to his podcast the other day and he's sitting there talking and right towards the, as God has been speaking and dealing with me about this third great awakening that is coming, that I believe it, that I believe that this is what this is the beginning and, and, and the preliminaries of Charlie Kirk sat there on his podcast. I had my headphones in and he said what I'm, and he just, I mean, it it felt like it was just so random. He said, what God is doing in in this world and this church today, he said, I believe that it is the third great awakening that is coming, that we're going to see more souls than ever, one, to the kingdom of God and who give their hearts to Christ. He's saying that. I'm believing that. Dutch Sheets is believing that. That's why we can't ever settle for normal because if normal is what we look for, we'll miss that. We will miss it because God always does things outside of the realm of normal. He never is boxed in to what we think he can and can't do. But he always says, I'll do what is not normal to society. I'll take a withered hand and I'll say, stretch it forward and watch it heal. I'll take somebody sitting in a wheelchair who hasn't walked their entire life but was born well, it was born a paraplegic. And I'll tell them to walk and they'll stand up and walk. I'm the one who says that they're the ten lepers and lays hands on them and cleanses them and heals them. That's not normal. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You say, I'm not really sure about that. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not convinced yet, Austin. I'm not used to that. <clears throat> that's just that's just a little different for me. I don't know. Excuse me. <clears throat> I'm not I'm not really sure about doing things or, or really seeing things or hearing things that's outside of my realm of normal. Well, let me tell you something. You better get used to it. Let me tell you something else. You think that the day of Pentecost was normal to the 120 in the upper room? No, it was not normal to them. But they said, we're going outside of the realm of normalcy. We're going to fast for 10 days and seek the face of God. And like a rushing mighty wind, the Holy Ghost swept through that place. And they were all filled. And a 3,000 soul revival took place. Because they stepped outside of the realms of normal. He's not defined to what we're used to. He's not defined by what we say is normal. He's not a magician with a box or a bag full of tricks where we know exactly what's coming next, where we know exactly how he does the trick. But he is a God who does something here. Excuse me, I've lost my voice. He is a God who does something here, but does something greater right here. Hallelujah. He, he, the, the day of Pentecost is not a carbon copy that we're going to receive. But what he did at the day of Pentecost, he's going to do something even greater here in these last days. Hallelujah. It's not going to be a carbon copy. It's It's going to be something that we reference and we look to. But what God is about to do is going to shape this entire world. Hallelujah. 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 Normal must be broken tonight. Stand with me if you would. I'm done. I've tried to deliver this as best as I could the way that God gave it to me. Hallelujah, if they would come to the music. Are you ready for normal to be broken in your life tonight? Are you ready to stop settling for less than what God is wanting to do? I know I am, I know I am, because I hit a point in my life, here very recently, just being transparent, where I was pretty okay with normal, just being one of the leaders at the church, helping out, preaching here and there. But God shook something inside of me. I don't say that boastful. But He shook something inside of me. To where I stay up late at night. And then I'm up sometimes 2.30, 3 o'clock. 3, 3, 3.30 most of every day. I said because I can't settle for normal I I can't settle for normal any longer 3 o'clock in the morning before anybody, probably anybody in my neighborhood's awake but that's alright I'm walking the floors of my house I've got my face buried in his word because I can't get enough of him now Because something broke inside of me. And what it was, was normal, average, everyday Christianity where I said I will not settle any longer. But I will strive for everything that God has for me. Whatever it is. Wherever it takes me. Whatever I have to do. that's your heart cry tonight is that your prayer tonight God whatever it is I'll do it and it starts with one step to this altar in proclamation of I'm not settling for normal anymore and I will not miss what you have for me God Hallelujah if that Is your prayer tonight. I want you to be bold and step right out and come into this altar. Hallelujah. You won't be the first ones. Elijah, Garrett, and Crystal already stepped out and said, I'm not settling for normal. They've already already broke the ice. So won't you come tonight? Hallelujah. Won't you come? Normal will not be in my vocabulary any longer. Normal is not what I will settle for hallelujah Carly normal is not what we're going to strive for anymore hallelujah hallelujah Elijah normal is not going to satisfy us but the depths of the river of God the depths and the heights that God is going to take us to in the river of the Holy Spirit is what will satisfy us Hallelujah, don't miss it tonight. Don't miss it tonight. Don't, don't, don't miss it. Don't miss God breaking normal in your life. If, if normal has already been broken, fall in behind these that are saying, I won't, I won't be satisfied with normalcy. Fall in behind them tonight and help pray them through. Hallelujah, hallelujah.